Hello, and welcome back to another episode of The Crushing Depths, a D20 Modern Real Play podcast, the main campaign of the LTM Gaming Podcast. I am Paul, the GM for this campaign, and showrunner for the LTM Gaming Podcast. This is the second episode of The Crushing Depths, and last time we heard some background of this alternate near-future Earth setting, introduced the characters, and set the stage. As a reminder, the first six sessions of this campaign were not originally recorded. This episode serves as the extended recapitulation of the events of those sessions. We hope you enjoy. So, that sets the scene. And now you guys get to give as best you remember from years ago. 2011. So four years ago. Almost exactly four years ago. Almost exactly four years ago. What happened? Uh, somebody came in right away, didn't they? Yep. Like a mysterious man. His name was... In like a trench coat or something? Julius Croxton. Yep. What the hell? <laughs> I'm really impressed with the name. Did you keep a journal, Matt? I'm reading emails of what we had from... There you oh. go. Matt's we, smart. You guys we had, we had some of this uh, already pre-done. It's just we typed yeah. it instead of read it, so... I mean, I totally remember that. <laughs> 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 yes, Julius uh, Post Julius was related to Russ's story, so Yeah. Yeah. Uh basically oh. he, he was coming by to uh unlock funds from my trust fund. Oh, I remember that now. Yeah. He 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 introduces himself that. as a partner in the law firm of Aiden Palace and Pluton and talks to now, Russ. Are you gonna are you are you peeling back the curtain now to tell us what all these things mean? No, this or is the intro the... session. I'm not peeling back anything. <laughs> <laughs> but the but we already did this session and we're already at the end now. Yeah, but listen, so why aren't. can't I have it you're now? Spo- you'd be spoiling everything. Uh, you could, Paul. You're going to edit it. I want you to tell me in, <laughs> right now. <laughs> no, but Paul's like Paul's like I'm saving it for later. Yeah, right, exactly. When we're all dead. <laughs> this brings me back. Steve's bitter, bitter <laughs> comments. I'm only really bitter when you're the DM. I know. I was perfectly That's fine with TJ. You're, TJ's you're, you're getting back in the character totally so fine. quickly. <laughs> you shut up, Matter. I'm coming for you, too. <laughs> Go ahead. So, yes. That happened. That happened. Yeah. Um, then I believe... Uh, Leo basically walks up on the street. Mm-hmm. I think basically waves at us, and then uh, basically he, a van pulls up and jump. The guys jump him and syringe him in the neck and drag him in. He doesn't he walk uh, up to the window when he like kind of pounds on it or something. He tapped on yeah. the window. Uh, he was actually tapping a small orange data cube against the okay. window, and seemed excited. Mm-hmm. Did he say something? Perhaps in Russian. He mouthed, I got it. But nobody had any idea what he was talking about then. Correct. Correct. So uh, he drops the cube. Yep. Because we end up finding it. No, no. It was, it was when, he get, it's when he got abducted. Suppose, I don't think he intentionally dropped it. It was a he, amidst the struggle he dropped it, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, either way, so guys when he came, got abducted. They stabbed him in the neck with a syringe. And they had obscured faces. Mm-hmm. Oh, the the glasses, right? Yep. Look like, yeah, it's kind of like the that. introduction of the glasses. Yep. They were all wearing normal clothes, um, but not a script. Probably. They had sunglasses on that sort of weirdly obscured their face, even though there wasn't anything in front of it. Yeah. So it's not that the glasses obscured their face, like Groucho Marx Mark's glasses. It's that, and we feared the outlier that was the glasses, but it was like their faces were being tiled out. Yeah. He was taken. We all rush out. The only thing we find is the is the cube. You also somebody successfully read the license plate number on the van. I think. Well, I think Vanessa called the police and was like yelling it out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's not taken from a real life situation. People <laughs> got and are trying to read a license plate. I l- literally, when you said, that, "I'm like Brian," not in our group. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Say Brian. But Brian's not in our group. There you go. <laughs> Thank you. There's the real one. I'm just going to leave both of them in and put my little Brian voice over over. <laughs> but Brian's not in our at group. Least, at least make it 
at least make it as bad as the editing, intentionally bad editing that's done on The Simpsons. Oh, they oh, already oh. are. Oh, they are? Yeah, if you listen to the ones. I don't, I don't remember. I just don't remember it being that bad. I think you were still oh. trying. I, I love this line that... Uh, oh, they're terrible. It's just I me love... going, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> I love this line from the email. So, uh, yeah, Vanessa finds the orange box he's holding. Meanwhile, she begins to connect the dots. Namely, men in black, saucer people, and reverse vampires. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, Steve. <laughs> well, it was true. Uh, I assume. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, then from there, basically, yeah, police, the police showed up to investigate and basically to placate us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, but no, they were total dicks. Yeah, like, they, totally, they were total dicks. And, and they were totally, they, like, more taking pictures of, like, the shop and... Yeah. They just had nothing to do with it. And, and like, they were throwing all of our rights out the window. I remember yeah. even... We had some sort of thing where, like, I asked for a different detective to show up, and we just got, like, the first dick guy's boss. You know, like, we didn't get anywhere mm-hmm. talking to anybody. James, and so then I kind of James felt like Gilray. you spoke to James Gilray, exactly. Yeah. He told us that Leo left of his own accord. Right. Yep. We were fined. Oh, I never paid that fine either. Yeah. <laughs> Not that you know. I think I just took it off. I was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> Well then, because you, you got that Julius came in and gave you one wealth, and then you took it I away. I just took it away. Oh. <laughs> and if, and for those of you listening at home, this becomes a theme. <laughs> Paul just puts his opens up his hand for this brief moment he, when you go, "Wow, that's," he, and then he just shuts it. He just dangles it out there. It's like, "Oh, you're gonna get this," ball. but here's the repercussions from that. Right. It's a bleak world. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, one officer. One detective did hang back and wait mm-hmm. until the others left. Was he the good guy? Yeah, Thomas Holton. Thomas Holton. Blonde well, don't sound like that's a big thing. That's written on this little... Yes. Yeah. He has clean press clothes. Yep. Way to go, TJ. I wrote that? <laughs> I'm reading from your notes. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, basically, yeah, he says that this isn't a unique... Uh, Event and he invites us to meet him at the Lion's Head Tavern. You know, later, later in the on, evening, to, yeah, yeah, to discuss. Yeah, and Sirius says, I, "I went out to examine the uh, getaway tracks, see if I could learn anything from that." Sal suggests moving the furniture around. <laughs> <laughs> what? And that's what it, that's what it has. Sal suggests moving the furniture around. If the first in a in a series of stunningly <laughs> insightful CJ <laughs> <DJ> decisions. <laughs> And uh, Vanessa uh, hacks into Leo's uh, key. Okay. And uh, found out that he had a meeting with SK. Yep. And then uh, we went out to uh, search his car for clues. Okay. I'm guessing the S stands for Samuel? Yep. Mm-hmm. Samuel Kina. I don't know if I ever actually gave you his his. I don't think we ever name. got the last name, yeah. So. But yeah, we went out and checked out his car and figured out that he had stopped at 125th and the Robert Kennedy Bridge. Yeah. And you went there. Yep. We went. <gasps> Was this the yeah. beginning of the, the ninja hobos? Or whatever? Yes. Not, not hobo fight. <laughs> <laughs> but yep. that does happen, right? Like, my memory doesn't hasn't completely gone to... Yep. That says, yeah, a guy came up to the car, uh, and when confronted by Cell, he tries to walk away, but Cell grabs him to detain him, and uh, the guy spins and brandishes a knife. And when uh, asked about SK and Leo, uh, he becomes really nervous. We try to talk to him, but he tries to leave again. Because he starts I'm walking sure away there's a series of failed diplomacy checks there. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you listening at home, we did say, Paul we did say things in front of us. Sell. He did say that <laughs> always failed every single skill challenge, but maybe one or this two. This was not a skill challenge. 20. This was just... <laughs> yeah, well, it may as well have been. <laughs> Uh, and then we get, uh, another black van pulling up. Yep, I remember that. Yep. And, yeah. uh, two guys jump out, you had to go after Sal, and one apparently going after Vanessa. This is the part where Vanessa jumped inside the van and murdered that guy in cold blood. <laughs> that is not what I did. <laughs> that you can prove. Yep. I'm reading the same email. No, it says, now. meanwhile, Vanessa takes the van driver hostage. And then yeah. she just well, shot him. Well, Russ maintains fire from the car. Yeah, I was trying to hold him yeah. down. But... For those of you listening at home, 
Paul likes to put you in situations where you are forced to do something horrific because that's how he views the world. It's a big steaming pile of crap. And he wants to make sure that you fully, fully realize that by the choices that you make. Yep. Sophie's choice. Stay, stay tuned. Yeah. Do the right thing and die. Or just brutally murder someone. <laughs> right. Yep. So, TJ, you Let's can jump in at any time. Yep. I'll, Since we're reading from TJ's when notes. I start, I was gonna say, you're reading my notes. I did a whole bunch of work in the, the like the front half of this. <laughs> this is true. Uh, and don't forget, when I gave the recaps, all we did was I gave the recaps, and then everyone corrected everything that I said. <laughs> yeah, you're terrible. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking down at mine to see if I had anything else. Mine was mostly, I agree with TJ. Yeah, but. And that's mostly saying, yes, I, I didn't just pull the gun first and start spraying everything down with bullets. So. Yeah. So I, was, I was trying to do something, I don't know, least thoughtful. I don't know. Ah, oh, crap. Sidebar. Okay. Everything's my fault. <laughs> Wait, not mine? <laughs> no, not not this time anyway. Um, Have you not been recording? from an, e- an email in this chain. <laughs> I vary and very and various all caps, much like the skill checks, and I hope to continue. <laughs> Damn it! Uh, where, where was my life? Also, I really no, did enjoy the skill challenges, your, even if we didn't successfully complete the. No, no, no! Did you see mine? What? Also, what I really yours? did enjoy the skill challenges, even if we didn't successfully complete them. <laughs> <laughs> Which we would never complete any of them. Not true. We did. We, we did two of them. <laughs> I thought we got we'll so have, close we'll, a couple of we'll times. have to see. As we listen, to, as I am editing, I'll have to keep track how many skill challenges you get. It feels like our our failures were just so spectacular, though. Well, yeah, we'll keep going. So you guys, you had this fight with the hobos, which it became the fight with think, the hobos, even though I never described them as hobos. <laughs> hobos. Uh, apparently, Cell gets shot. Yeah. Yeah, Vanessa takes a driver hostage. I'm blasting at people to keep them down. And the van and the sole survivor escapes. I think there were two vans. Uh, because Vanessa was in one. One of them escaped. Mm -hmm. You guys, then, then, uh, Samuel, I think, took the van. And eventually, he, like, called up Vanessa or one of you and basically said, here, have some wealth. I sold off a bunch of the parts from the van, and he gave you a, a cut. Okay. So. I think Russ and Vanessa talked about the guns that were they were using against us, and we decided mm-hmm. it's nothing we'd ever seen before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they they didn't have clips, right? Or they had like a clip or that got sucked tell. in magically. I remember. I feel like there was something distinct about the clips mm-hmm. that were used in the guns. I don't remember if we got anyway. to that at that point or not. But... Yeah, I don't know. But we did learn that uh, what, Eric Resch provided Samuel, who was SK, with a cube. And Samuel had checked it, but he told Leo that the cube was empty. But Leo was really happy that he got it. Yep. And then uh, after that, we went to the uh, Lion's Head to meet with uh, Thomas Holton. Um, I was waiting outside to kind of keep an eye out for trouble. And Sal Vanessa went inside to meet with him. And... Uh, uh, he told you, yeah. do you have this? He stands from the bar when he sees you enter. He waves over, you over to follow him to a back booth. And uh, he began describing a situation in which the police force is almost neutered and dysfunctional. Investigations are dropped with no explanation or never begun. He's seen times when people kn- he knows to be innocent have been arrested and jailed on, mm-hmm. jailed on bogus charges. Yep, that's here. Uh, Something is up, and he thinks the heroes are just the people to start the ball rolling to uncover what is going on. Not to mention that if they find That's some information true. for him, it is likely that they will find out what has happened to Leo. He doesn't know much, but he knows of a guarded information facility where they could start at the intersection of 75th Street and Columbus. He can also get you access, yep. as he still has some friends in the department who feel as he does. And then he gave you uh, a time. You had to be there at 11 p.m. tonight. And he gave you access. Okay. And then we have, uh, yeah, after we, after yeah, that, she's... he says, yeah, we were going to leave, but two uh, goons kind of chase us. Hired goons. Uh-huh. This yeah, is yeah. where you did, you had a skill challenge. Mm-hmm. 
Um, to try to to try to lose them, right? Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. I failed that one. And you definitely failed. I think I did all right, but Shut everyone up. else sucked. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's all a team effort here. Just because you know, think you're the quarterback. Because I held I held up my end. What about you guys? Yeah, and we didn't. So pick better teammates. <laughs> Next time I choose wood chipper. <laughs> that's coming. <laughs> oh, that, that's our new game: rock paper scissors wood chipper. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, we gotta go a little faster, I think. Here. Oh, okay. Well, we're having fun reminiscing. So. Yeah. Well, it's gonna take a lot longer than I thought. I guess. I think you vastly underestimate how long this has just taken in general. <laughs> it's only six sessions we're trying to condense into 20 yeah, minutes. But Oh, okay. 20 minutes? Oh, okay. Well, if you want the short <laughs> yeah, version... Good luck then... with that. I thought we were trying to do like... like... <laughs> well, I, no, it's, it's, no, it's good so far. Yeah, it's really good so far. In fact, you guys had a lot more detail than I thought you did. Yay, TJ. Thanks, TJ. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yay, TJ. So then... After you failed the skill challenge, you did hear a gunshot in the distance. Yep. Yep. And Thomas Holton shot one of them. Yep. That's exactly what happened. And then we ran away and went back to Craft Squares. The old That's probably, uh, that that was probably the it end. for that one. Yep. That was the end of the session. Mm-hmm. All right. Session two. Session two. And we apparently leveled up. Yes, you did. We get ready to go to the information complex that Thomas told us mm-hmm. about. Vanessa puts on this disguise. Russ simply changes his clothes. <laughs> I I don't That's remember, but I let's am. just all assume that Vanessa wore a, a mustache. That's uh, right. We take Leo's car, uh, leave it about a leave it a, not right next to the building, a de- decent distance. Mm-hmm. Travel the rest of the way on foot. There's a complex of four buildings, each of which is connects connected by a sky bridge. So building mm-hmm. one connects to Building two on the second floor, which connects to building three on the third floor, which connects to building four on the fourth floor. And each building is only four stories tall. We go into building one, and uh, the police guard, which is there, does allow us in, but does not assist us. Why did he let us in? That's an excellent question. My notes don't say. Or was he the con- was he the contact from Thomas Holt? He was. He was friends with yeah. Thomas. In fact, he left. Okay, as soon as he let you in, he basically said, "You're on your own. I need to leave yeah, now. But you're on your own. I'm I need not. to get out of yeah. here because I'm not staying for the shit that's happening." Uh, but luckily, Vanessa quickly synced her IQ with the guards. Um, although she finds out that it's his personal one, it still allows her to be identified as him, which allows us to move through the building to a degree. Russ finds some sunglasses that were left behind, and that's when we discover that the sunglasses are what obscure uh, the face. Mm-hmm. Um, His intentions were otherwise just to sing the 80s song. <laughs> yes. Right. Uh, once we get inside and we're behind the door, the decor looks completely different from the entryway. Oh, I'm sorry. Once we get through the main entry, like the breezeway, into the rest of the building, uh, the decor quickly changes there are bright lights on all the walls, and Vanessa and Cell find them be quite nauseating. Uh, but Russ wearing the glasses is not affected. Oh, Vanessa found an additional set of glasses and gave them to Cell. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The room contained that first room contained nothing of interest, so we continued upstairs to cross the walkway to the next building. True. Again, we mm-hmm. come into a room with similar nauseating lightning. Lightning? Lighting. Lighting, there sorry. He, he, wasn't, he wasn't that evil yet. <laughs> Come into a hallway that has notches in it, which we, which could have been used to provide cover. Uh, oh. Uh, proceeding cautiously down the hallway, a sudden hiss is accompanied by a net being shot from the wall. Sal became, becomes pinned <laughs> as the net is driven that. into yeah. the wall with, uh, like, um, mountain climbing pinions. Russ has a multi-tool and is able to cut cell free. Before leaving, Russ notices that there's a laser tripwire originating from small openings in the wall. As we move down the hallway, we find another opening, but rather than trying to do the old-fashioned thing and set them off and try and dodge them, Vanessa deducts that her, deducts that her key uh, might allow safety from the traps. 
and so we are able to move safely through the rest of the hallway. The next set of doors leading out is locked, and uh, although there's a thumbprint scanner, Vanessa can't uh, hack it. Oh, no, is is able to hack it, sorry. Uh, and with the QI, can get her door, the doors to open. Uh, the next building before the hallway is an ordinary desk with a chair. At the desk, there is another thumb scanner, and this one Vanessa tries to hotwire, but it does not work with the key. She tries to fully override it, uh, which causes various traps to trigger, which allow us to safely progress down the hallway. Uh, we'll move to the next building. Oh, and almost fall down a pit trap. <laughs> <laughs> After avoiding it, we get to the end of the hallway, which turns left. At the end of this hallway is a machine gun. Mm-hmm. But Russ is it? It's pretty standard. I remember the I remember the machine. But gun. with a yeah. clever test, Russ deduces that it's out of ammo. Uh, proceeding further, we finally come into a room. The double doors are glass and show a pair of officers unconscious on the floor. Additionally, there's a bank of monitors which show multiple views of all the hallways we had just passed through. Uh, we walk into the room and Vanessa sits in front of a computer bank trying to collect data. Sal feels that we are missing something. And while he looks around the room, he notices that a SWAT team is advancing upon them, coming through all the hallways that we've just passed through. Uh, Russ and Sal attempt to reactivate the gum. I'm sorry, the gun. <laughs> but unfortunately, we realized that the uh, rotor on the stand allows for enough rotation that it could turn and be used against us. So instead, we pick up the gun and bring it with us. <laughs> uh, Russ finds a ventilation panel, which has a hatch. Vanessa finds... Because a machine gun in hand is worth two in the yep. bush. Vanessa is able to detonate the bridge connecting buildings two and three. And also finds a way to unlock the hatch. So we travel down the hatch and end up in another walkway, which ends in false doors. But there are handles on the floor. <laughs> we lift the handles, and the entire walkway turns on hinges and rests on the ground. So we've managed to escape now to street oh, I level. I that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <Just> whistling. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Vanessa drops. I don't think it was that easy. My... The, the, no, I'm saying, like, when we get done, we're like, we're just pretending, like, oh, you didn't just see this yep. thing crash. Vanessa drops her disguise and convinces the crowd that it belongs to another woman as a group of police and squad officers move to intercept us. <laughs> she calmly walks away. <laughs> I believe I walked quickly away. It says calmly. Uh, Russ oh, runs... you ran into the park. Russ runs straight down too. 75th before circling back to the car. Sally's the police on a chase into Central Park, but fortunately Russ was able to pick him up. All three people took a bus to their home. I think we had to ditch the car because... Yeah. As yeah, like, there's something in there that chasing. doesn't fit. So, yeah. So, Sal ran we, on we foot. Ended up, we ended up leaving it. Well, yeah, you ran. Mm-hmm. I was getting away. Vanessa was getting away. You are being chased. Right. You circled back so to the co- car, got in the car, picked up Vanessa, and then, like, did no. a drive-by to pick me up, and then we drove... I don't car. know if I picked up Vanessa. I think I just came to get you. Okay. But then we ended up ditching the car like in a parking lot and just walked away from it, got on a bus, and went back. So. Uh, so I don't we... think you ever went back for that car. I think we just left it. Mm-hmm. It was hot. <laughs> uh, so we all t- so we all took a bus home. So see, Paul, we used transportation, just not yeah, yeah. the high-speed rail. Mm-hmm. We get together the next day for breakfast at Vanessa or near Vanessa's shop. Vanessa was able to decode a single file, but uh, the amount of information did not relate to the size of the file. Didn't match up. So we agreed to think on it before we meet Detective Holton later that evening. After breakfast, we all arrive at Vanessa's shop, but notice an open door into Leo's apartment. Hoping beyond hope that Leo has found a way to return home, we uh, go up to investigate, and uh, Vanessa checks her surveillance videos. Vanessa sees faceless men dropping a limp form off into the apartment last night while she slept. Uh, rushing up, we find not Leo, but the murdered corpse of Detective Holton. Bum, bum, yeah. bum. I would just like to say at this point that if you had not failed the initial skill challenge, Detective Holton would not have died. Dun, dun, dun. I'm okay with it. Because if not, that would have never came up with the wood chipper. Like, <laughs> don't give it away, Steve. You're gonna ruin the best part of the next session. <laughs> oh, sorry. Paul, please, please edit that out. Okay.
Oh, December 27th. Okay, I have to go up a lot more in my email. Oh, wait, what the hell? I went too far. Those are the only two I have. Those are the only two, two I have for that. Yeah, I don't Uh-oh. know if I have anything. <laughs> and then TJ's like, what the hell? I, I, taking notes sucks. You guys don't even pay attention to it anyway. <laughs> well, because we started we started recording not too long after, so. All right, where's this? Timeline. Okay. I'm looking. So, yeah, I guess I don't have any notes for Christmas. Okay. Well, hold yeah, on. I wrote, either, so. So I wrote this very Christmas to Paul. Four days after Christmas. Oh, I said oh, Paul. Do you, want, do you want just me to tell you the name of the movie? <laughs> um, I'm thinking that probably I didn't set anything because it was around the holidays. So this is where you guys could see on the document, right? On the timeline. On the timeline. Yeah, I was going to say, so we, we decided we need to get rid of the body. Yep. Yeah, we yeah, didn't we... know what to do with the body. And you did, somehow, I don't, this, I do not remember how we determined that. Sal said that all farms have wood chippers. <laughs> <laughs> I think I had recently TJ watched Fargo. Yeah, I, I said all farms have wood chippers and therefore Sal volunteered to use the wood chipper at his place. Right. As uh, we loaded up the body you in a van. Th- in the, yes. in a, No, we rolled it in a carpet oh, first. Rolled yeah, we carpet, had to roll it in a carpet. The classic thing. And did mm-hmm. we have to go and get the pickup truck from my parents' house? No, we put it. I think didn't we use Leo's car? No, no. we parked. We, we took Leo's Leo car. We never went back to get it. Back to get it. Oh right, right, right. Did we end up with one of those vans? We haven't sold it yet. I don't think so. Or did we just get a? We just had the rolled up uh, thing. And we got a. Uh, you took it on like the bus, the auto, like an automated cab or whatever you said there was. Oh yeah, that sounds like we would have done that. I I think the truck I think the I think Sal got a truck his truck yeah we got some yeah we got something you know what because it was the next day I took the bus home I probably did oh that's right the truck back in the you went back and then you came yeah yeah so and then that was the rest of the day Sal spent with his family we kind of just fast forwarded through it Mm -hmm. um and then late that night is when Russ figured out that that the file that Vanessa thought was too big for what it was had hidden 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 code in it, and you got a set of three uh, coordinates, GPS mm-hmm. coordinates and times. One of them had a time code, yes. Oh, okay. And you guys chose to go to that one first, and that one because it was happening the next like, night. The, uh, no, that? in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I thought. I thought we went there before it was scheduled to happen. It was happening. Hmm. No, we went. We we swung by at once to check out the coordinates. Yeah, yeah. We went by in the morning to figure out what it was, and we came back later at the time. At the time, later at the time stamp. Yes. Yeah. So that third session, we went there in the morning. We found out that it was the pier, and it was like a private pier, like behind a gate. Yep. And maybe there was a guard at the gate. You talked to the guard. Oh, there was totally a guard. He told yeah. you. I tried to smooth talk the yep. guard. Yes, he did. He told you the name of who owned it, which is somewhere in my notes, but I is can't it, find it. Was it Rush? No, no. That's the guy. That's Eric Rush. Yeah. That's Lydia's boyfriend. Boyfriend. Yeah. Right. Who is Eric? Eric Lydia's Rush. boyfriend. No, yeah. Okay. Okay. But we didn't know Lydia. We knew Eric. Why do we know Eric? It was the name. He was the guy that gave the cube to Yep. SK to give to, or that Leo got from him. So. Oh, that's right. Eric, well, we're not quite there yet. Eric worked for Internal Affairs, which was the name I gave to essentially the new FBI plus CIA plus NSA plus all spooks. Mm-hmm. And he also, like Thomas Holton, was trying to be like a whistleblower and he got this cube out, this data out and tried to pass it along uh, not knowing that Samuel was more of a con artist Samuel posed as an actual reporter which is why he got nervous when you guys started asking about him, asking about how he got it and things Uh, Mm -hmm. Samuel posed as a reporter to Eric and Eric gave him this cube thinking he was going to like publish a story and then Samuel turned around and just wanted to sell the information which is how Leo got it which I don't know if any of that was ever clear at the time no it was never mm, I th- 
That sounds familiar to me, but... Uh, I believe I don't know it was if we got never that information later because time, when we got yeah. to Russia's apart to Eric's apartment, wasn't he already dead in the tub? No, no, no. You got to you got to their apartment to Eric's apartment, trying to track down that portion that part of the lead, mm-hmm. and and then there was you encountered fight. another couple goons, yeah, who essentially dragged him out, dragged Eric out, and you found Lydia almost dead in the tub. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And that's when you saved didn't, her. Didn't we show up just as they were leaving? Because we failed another skill challenge? Probably. Like, it, we were, like, I think you even made it a point to say, oh, you guys would have gotten there in time. Yeah. You know, you had well, to kind of th- wing the fact that we sucked. Well, I think it was more because we chose to go to the pier first. I think he had the timeline set where if we went to that one first, we would have made it. We opted for the pier. Yep. Yeah. Okay. But you did rescue Lydia, and that was the mm-hmm. end of the session, and you went up to level three after that session. And then later that night was the timestamp for the dock, and just Russ and Sal went, and Vanessa monitored over her key, I think. Mm-hmm. Did I get my hands on the new pistol at that point? Or was yes. That yeah. That was at the dock, and was at the also dock. Okay. Uh, Sal got a spiffy chain shirt thing, mm-hmm. I think, at this time. Oh, you know what? No wonder I don't have my thing. I'm not looking at the right... I'm looking at this doctored one I made for you guys. Mm, see, lies within lies. Yep. Mm-hmm. We got a doctored timeline. He's messing <laughs> with our heads. No kidding. <laughs> How much of that absinthe did you drink? Only most of it. <laughs> I'll get mine out. The uh, guard you met at the pier when you were scoping it out, his mm-hmm. name was Ronald West, and he was specifically black. So there you go, Steve. No, TJ. <laughs> oh, who said I was? Oh, I did. I thought TJ accused me, or Steve accused me of not having black people in my game. Mm-hmm. No, I did. No, oh. you were questioning it because you said if the, is the title racist, right? And also. The name you learned of the person who owned the pier, his name is Robert Noose. Mm-hmm. Wait, what was what was the guard's name? Ronald, Ronald West. West. So Robert employed. Wait, well, Ronald, Robert employed Ronald. Ronald is just a basic grunt gr- guard. Robert Noose oh, owns. See, that's racist. Owns the well. Robert Noose is also black, <laughs> but you never met him. Anyone can be black if we haven't met them. Before. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Robert Noose owns the Blackstone Group, which is who owns oh, the Oh, of pier. course he does. Yeah. <laughs> Heaven forbid he owned the Whitestone Group. <laughs> well, Samuel is Latino. Yeah, you made him like a hobo. <laughs> <laughs> you're not you're not really selling your case here. <laughs> hey, can you explain to me why we kept calling him a hobo? Like I, what I what don't was even it? remember. Do you have him like dressed so kind of shabbily or something? Th- or? If I can if I may suggest a hypothesis. During the ses- during the second session, when Paul said, "Give me a recap," TJ described them as a group of hobos because that's how TJ remembered them because we met them in the street. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, we'll that, that also makes sense. Yeah. So anyway, take credit for that one. Take credit for that one, TJ. I I just did. No, I mean like really own it and be prideful. <laughs> I don't know that we'll be prideful by, but sure. So, and then... Session four. Session four. You guys, there was a fight that Russ and Stal, Sal sort of stumbled into at the pier at this kind of got involved with. appointed yep. time and got involved with. And the there was a Ships, ship ships coming were in. sunk. Yeah, that got sunk, but not before Sal rescued... Several crates. Several crates with, with brains, the brains in them. Brains in jars. Yep. Boxes. The brains in crates. And they had, the crates had various stamps and symbols on and things like that. Uh, Asian symbols. Mm-hmm. I believe I told you. Mm-hmm. See? More racist. <laughs> yep. 
And was there a manifest which told us where the brains were heading? I believe that's how you knew to go mm-hmm. to the morgue mm-hmm. the next morning. And right. you kind of pretended... Like you were just dropping them off. Right. You were just dropping these off. And I remember and... there was a whole interplay with the the guys who worked the unloading dock in the back. Yeah. Like, when we couldn't yes, get through the front door, Alan we're like... Salters. What? His name was Alan Salters. The dude in the back? Yep. And I remember there being a whole interplay of, you know, trying to coerce him. That was another failed skill challenge. Yep. That was a really badly failed skill challenge. It was. That was like three fails in a row, and like I rolled at least one one. <laughs> That's you also learned the name Max Reisdorf, who was supposedly you learned his name from them as he was the like the person to talk to at the morgue. Sidebar. But Paul, sidebar. how did you come up with your names? Um. NPC generator. Mm-mm. Uh, I had a variety of name generators, and I would do, like, generate a hundred names, and then I would kind of pick and choose okay. the ones that I thought sounded like I wanted them to sound. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Go ahead. Uh, and then you guys had the brilliant idea to dump the remaining brains into the dumpster. <laughs> what are you and supposed you, to do? I hope that my idea is going to be a good idea. You for some reason completely gave up on this whole line of inquiry and was like, ah, fuck it, put him in the dumpster. Yeah. Well, all we knew was that to go to the morgue and they didn't know anything. And if they did, they were telling us. Yeah. No. I mean, we got, we got in trouble for calling the police to say our friend got arrested. What are they going to do if they find us with a box full of brains? Yeah. I think you had eight boxes. Yeah. Okay. Paul, you're missing the point. It was a, it was a, it was a Now it becomes a war crime. (laughs) <laughs> it was a metaphor and we were saying screw you Paul <laughs> yep. for making yep. this because okay for for you, all you viewers listening uh, <laughs> <laughs> or you listeners watching you know. <laughs> whichever one you're doing know that Paul is one of the smartest people at least I've ever met and he likes to come up with scenarios that he thinks are very easy to solve but that the average person has no freaking chance of solving. So he puts us in situations where he's like, come on, guys, here's the obvious answer. It's pi squared, you know, cosine <laughs> something crappy. <laughs> and the rest of us are just – and to be fair, I'm the dumbest of this group. Matt and TJ probably would understand, but they're totally lacking too. Like they're just – I'm short bus. And all I have to say is it makes me just feel horribly stupid when I do these <laughs> games. So when I get to the point where it's, hey, the brains thing isn't working, screw it. They're going in the dumpster. Well, that was very nice, Steve. Uh, we should have kept them for later, though. I think guys worry that they go bad. Didn't we keep one? Kind of we didn't get brains. rid of all of them. Yes, we did. Yeah, no. you definitely did. Really? All right. yeah. We delivered like a, a box or two. You didn't keep like, any oh. souvenir for the store. I, thought, I don't think you kept. I anything. swear we kept one in the in the at Craft Squares, but we couldn't do anything with it. So then eventually we threw them away or threw it away too. But I swear we kept one. Does your inventory say one brain? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it does now. It also says empty tank grenades, one vagina. That was also the end of the session, so I wonder yeah. if you guys were just tired and like, ah. Thinking nuts to this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then we had a session that was a flashback because Matt was absent. I have that one, then and I wrote it, and I got a, at least one person say, I'm very proud of you, so I'm reading this. Okay. okay. Uh, so Did I say fame, I'm proud of you? It was either you or Steve. Those would be the two choices. Yeah, would be the two well, From Paul. A, a third Kudos choice. to TJ on the framing. Love the stuff about Vanessa. There you go. So the framing is uh, very early in their relationship. I would imagine that Russ might have been frustrated with Vanessa's constant flow of conspiracy theories and might have tried confiding in Sal to find out why he put up with it. Assuming this is a valid lead-in, Sal would have responded something like this. Son, you be wise to not, to not assume that everything that she says is foolish. After all, I can vouch for some of it. It was a few years back, during the blizzard of 25. I was still trying to settle myself and my family in after we lost Jada. 
My parents and Izzy were back in the city visiting friends and sharing some of the meager harvest that we were able to spare from that year. This was before I was farming regularly, and it had only been a plan of Jada's to help settlement when food deliveries tapered off back then. Vanessa had come to help me while they were away and ended up staying because it was too dangerous to travel. We had just settled in for the night when there was a knock at the door. I rose to find that the power was out at the house. So I Can I interrupt flash. you? Sorry. Uh, yeah, go ahead. You're saying Jada, that's Sal's wife. Yes. Yeah. How do you pronounce it? Jada, just like Jada de la Rentis. G-I-A-T-T-A. G-I-A-D-A. Yeah. It's, oh, I have T-T. I've heard it. I've only ever heard it pronounced Giada, not Jada. I'm... No, no, I'm not going to argue with you. You're the yeah. you're the guy who thinks he's Italian, so. No, I'm pretty sure I am Italian. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you're Polish. <laughs> I'm That's pretty sure like I'm Italian Polish and Polish like, okay. and Polish and Irish. Okay. But so anyway. do you know Jada's, Jada's maiden name? Let me see. Wait. Like, Sal's wife Jada? Yeah. Uh, what are, the, are we talking about a different Jada? I didn't know if you were asking about Jada De Laurentiis because her maiden name is De Laurentiis. <laughs> <laughs> Probably she was be asking about She was married, but she never changed her name. Uh, I never gave her a name, I don't think. I'm pretty sure you did because I have it written down. Oh, awesome. Yeah, it's Mastrangelo. Something like that. <laughs> or Angelo. For all you listeners, TJ likes to come up with stupid names. <laughs> First, uh, last, and otherwise. If, are you sure that's her maiden name and not yep. uh, her her newly married name? Ooh. No, pretty sure, because she's dead. No, no, no she got well, remarried she after. Got, when, when Sal was gone in Thailand for 10 years, she got remarried. Yeah. So I'm just saying it could have been her new marriage. Oh. Uh, maybe I missed I have it written as her, that was oh, her original maiden name, but oh, maybe you told, maybe I misinterpreted what you told me. I, I, I will have to look back in oh. my notes later and see what I can see. Okay, Steve, you're done. <laughs> so anyway, uh, Sal and Vanessa had just settled in for the night and there was a knock at, it, at the door. Uh, I rose to find that the power was out in the house. So I grabbed a flashlight and went to see what it was. A woman's voice called out that they were snuck, stuck in the snow and were seeking shelter. The voice appeared to come from a woman that was holding a child, so I decided not to turn them away. However, before laying them in, I grabbed my gun, brought up Vanessa, and armed her with a rifle. Seven people walked in out of the snow, grateful to be under a roof. A mother and daughter, two younger sisters, an old man and two younger men. The women didn't seem to be a threat, but the two younger men, one seemed to be friendly and talkative by half, one seemed too friendly and talkative by half, and the other was dangerously quiet. His kind was an uncommon sight in those days, but seeing as how the group was okay with traveling him, I didn't throw him back out. We shared some food, and I told them that they were welcome to stay with us for the evening, provided that the men stayed in the entry hall and the women stayed in the living room. I didn't have much of a choice at this point, as the snow had drifted enough that the only way out would be to jump out of a second-story window. In fact, I think initially I wanted them to stay in the barn, and then Paul's like, nope, can't send them to the barn, it's too snowy. <laughs> uh, I did not want them in the kitchen, or worse yet, in the cellar with all of our stores. I stayed awake to ensure that no one moved around during the night. After a sh- uh, I believe I actually specifically sat on the stairs yep. guarding the yeah. passage back and forth between the two groups. Uh, after a short time, the younger sister approached me and begged to stay with us, as she implied the men were taking advantage of the women, as their choice was to, to allow it or travel on their own and risk meeting a worse end. I told her that we have to see come morning. At first light, there was a horrible noise that came from the cellar, as though something was scratching, trying to get out. Before I could call someone in to help me, it broke through. Rats. Dozens of them. And the worst part was that a big group of them were all joined at the tails, all moving to a single group. Rat King! We killed as many as we could, but during that time, a talkative one of the men was accidentally shot. Once <laughs> wait, wait. That was, uh, that should read, accidentally shot in the face by Sal. <laughs> all I see I is accidentally shot. And as I recall, this is Sal telling the story. So. I'm pretty sure that... <laughs> I'm pretty sure TJ rolled two ones in a row when he tried to shoot the Rat King. And 
Yeah. And your only recourse was to shoot someone in the face, Paul. He was shooting past that that guy, Darren Martin Martelli was his name. He was shooting. He was specifically, they were in the steps, in the area around the steps, and TJ was shooting like, well, I know. King was I, on the steps and TJ was specifically shooting past him or towards him or I forget what it was and it was like no, it was I, specifically something where TJ was like shooting past him and then rolled like a super fumble. Yeah. Uh, once the big guru rats was dead, all the remaining ones ran back from where they came. Followed them to the cellar door and looked down the stairs, but it was silent. All the wood at the door and at the top three quarters of the stairs was torn apart, but then nothing. I went back and asked Vanessa to wait with the women, and I was going to take the remaining men down to figure out what the hell had happened. Once we got down there, the quiet guy started talking, but only about the stores of food I had. He pulled his weapon when I realized the older guy had disappeared. I tried to reason with the young guy, mostly because if things got violent, I wanted to know where the old guy had gone first. When the old guy came out of the shadows behind the young guy and slit his throat. <laughs> Immediately, that was a good one. the old guy opened his mouth to catch the spray of blood, and I saw a mouthful of sharp teeth. I backed up the stairs, making certain that my gun was trained on the old man the whole time. I closed and latched the door and ran to get Vanessa so we could pin him in the cellar and fill him with holes. However, before we opened the door to the cellar, we heard a scream from the living room. We ran and saw the old man had repeated the throat-cutting and drinking, throat-cutting, blood-drinking attack on the older of the two sisters. We tried attacking him, but it seemed that bullets practically bounced off of him. Vanessa did something to get a burning log from the fireplace onto him and yelled for me to stake him in the heart. I looked down and saw that a gardening stake had found its way into the wood pile, so I ran at the burning monster and put a stake through its heart. The thing disintegrated. And if that wasn't enough to convince you that this thing was as close to a Dracula as you ever want to meet, I followed Vanessa's suggestion and staked both of the bodies he attacked, and the same thing happened. I tried staking the body of the talkative guy, but nothing happened with him. After that, the mother snapped and just had to leave. We took care of the girls, who you know. Catherine the mother just Korea. walked off into the snow. Yep. Right. Like, had a mental snap yeah. and just left. I remember that. So, and then, the, we, I say, we took care of the girls for us that winter. And you know them, Catherine and Karina. But you must never speak of this to them. They've gone through a lot and were young when this happened. And have made it out to be... Grizzly murder, rather than an attack by a horrible monster. But just remember, much of what Vanessa might tell you is as crazy as it sounds, but always listen with at least a half year of respect, because when life gets as crazy as Vanessa is, you want her around to help. Oh, Well done. Yeah, I, I still think that was really well done. Yeah, I, I, was waiting, I was waiting for the end. Maybe you'll get a chance to bone her. Like, I was just waiting for the, <laughs> the other shoe to drop. You also earned a plus one stake in that adventure. Well, I asked PS, was that a plus one stake or did something happen to it? But you said, no, I got to keep it. So yeah. I have a plus one wooden stake. Yep. Yeah. It's probably all polished up and hanging from like a rack on Sal's wall somewhere. Right next to that painting. Yeah, <laughs> as we've already said, yeah. In his parents' that's, room. That's, that's in a recording, right? Because obviously... It is. Yes, it, it is. is. Yeah. So for all you listeners again, remember this is a bleak world. So, Paul, just to make us make it understood that it's bleak, TJ misfires a gun. The only recourse is the guy's head gets blown off. Yep. After the aftermath of a guy slitting throats and drinking blood, the only recourse Paul had was to have the mother abandon her children and walk off into the snow. <laughs> so, as you can see, you know, Paul's really you the victim here. saved two people. Seven people came in and you saved, well, six, because one was a vampire, and you saved a fully a third of the people. That's a win. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there you go. That was a flashback session that took place... What did I say? 25. 26. 25. And then we... The next session, we came back to the regularly scheduled... Yeah, for our session. listeners, uh, that was a special session because Matt unexpectedly had to uh, cut out or uh, not that. attend at all. Yes. Oh, sorry. I was yeah. preparing to read. So, oh. uh, the next okay. thing, the next set of uh, coordinates were for the blockhouse in Central Park, right? Yep. yep. And uh, we ended up finding a doorway that led us into a uh, complex. Mm -hmm. Was it a complex? Is that fair? Yeah, that's fair. Underground. Mm-hmm. 
it had a lot of the same look as the uh, police building that we had been in. Now, hold on. This was a fairly intricately planned out thing, too, because didn't I stay at the door to the place? And... Mm-hmm. I think we went down. Cool. And then you guys. It was actually an elevator that was broken when you got there, and you guys so figured was... out how to. There was already evidence of a fight. Yeah. When you got there, like a firefight, and so Russ and Sal were going to go in while Vanessa stayed outside to kind of be were... a lookout or something. There were definitely several encounters, both inside yeah. and out. Yep, happening simultaneously. Correct. Sorry, go ahead. I mean, this was, you know, mm-hmm. three years ago, so I'm doing my best to try to remember yeah. what the heck was going on. <laughs> three and a half years ago. So, I know that... So, again, I think the interior was very similar to that um, police information center, right? Um, Not in the sense of, like, having, like, the lights that made us nauseous, but, like, just the general feel of it. Yeah, that's fair. Modern, but, like, ultra-modern, like, futuristic past what most normal buildings would look like. I think that this was actually slightly less so. Yeah, yeah. I think this was a little oh, more okay. like kind of like also... a dang cave system yeah. connected with it and it would have been an older... There might have been a part of it that was maybe cleaned up a little bit because we kind of ran into mm-hmm. the... Uh, I don't know if it was a clean room, but uh, I guess were we both in there? Yeah. We, uh, we found a room and uh, there was a creature laying on a like a bed or uh, operating table or something. Well, there, like, multiple and, sick uh, beds. Before and... that, there's before that happened. You guys stumbled into a fight. Or was that after it? Um, According to this, the fight was afterwards. Okay, well, keep going. Yeah. So I was saying, like, wasn't it like sort of like a sick bay? Like, weren't there multiple yes, beds? There were multiple beds. Yep. Most of them had dead creatures in them, but there was one that had a living injured one. I think most of them were empty. Oh, most of them were empty? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And the creature is, as we would understand it, a mind flare, but as our characters understood it, a creature. Yep. And, a squid uh, thing. I believe... And it started making a noise and... And I believe it was... Uh, Sal understood it to be asking for help, but before Sal could say anything or... Sal chose not to say anything and Russ killed it. Yeah, it was having a visible effect on on Sal. Yeah, Russ saw it like doing something or making noise, and Sal was like, I don't remember if you're like screaming or mm-hmm. you made some, yeah, yeah some sort of uh, sign that like you were in distress, basically. That so I took that as this thing's bad, so I just executed it. So. There we go. So uh, so um, yeah, we made it out of there, and then uh, I think we got further in, and there was. Do we find the room with like? There were like boxes of records. Or was... After that, I think you guys you guys heard what or, sounded or like was... cats fighting when... dogs. Okay, and you is that when we got into, into the, the fight? fight? Yeah. There were, uh, I think, a couple troglodytes, maybe three, who were fighting a bunch of kobolds. But again, to you guys, they were just like weird, lizardy type creatures that were fighting each other, and you things, yeah. Or like, what's that? And yeah, yeah. Weird creature A, weird creature B, and I thought there was some sort of thing like we were chasing a guy. Where I that was at to chase the very end. Very end of this? Okay. Yeah, because meanwhile, the agents came and uh, you guys were in contact with uh, Vanessa through your keys. And she, yeah. the agents came and she kind of like led them on a chase. They eventually came down and you guys fought them off as they came out of the elevator. Mm-hmm. Killed them both, I think. And then you went back and found the files and found this office. But as you went in, there was a guy who kind of ducked out a back passage and Russ and Sal chased, but were kind of cautious. This mm-hmm. was this dark passage, and you guys emerged uh, out of a waterfall into Central Park. I remember that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then... I believe you just, that was the end of the session. You guys met up and... And got out um, of there. Yeah, and from there, the next session is recorded, so we have...
kind of, I believe the next session starts with a little bit of a recap of what we just talked about, and then you go to investigate the third set of coordinates. Yay. Huzzah! Yay! I took forever, holy crap. <laughs> you got a good recap. Yeah. Really? Yeah, that was impressive. Far better than I thought. So, thanks for listening to The Crushing Depths. A D20 Modern campaign, the main campaign of LTM Gaming. Why is it the now, main one? Because I said being so. a jerk. Oh. <laughs> he runs a website. Yeah. He, he can say that. Yeah. TJ always did this intro with, oh, we're a subsidiary, and then Matt did the same thing, and I said, well, when it's my turn, I'm going to do it as the main one. But it's not your turn. Your turn is already over. It is my turn. <laughs> so then mine will be the, the technical. It's temporarily my turn for the next two minutes. Steve's <laughs> will be the classic one. <laughs> this is LTM Gaming. Oh, no, I don't want mine to be like classic Coke. Everybody's going to hate okay. it then. Okay. Okay. The, the original. I was going to say, Steve yeah. can be original. Paul can be classic. Right. No, no. The real. Kind of like how there was the, the Ghostbusters. Yeah. The, the real Ghostbusters. <laughs> but TJ, you have to do the information. Oh, because this is your session, so I have to do it? Yeah. We've got a website and email addresses, so find them and use them. <laughs> Always putting forth the most effort possible. Yep. Uh, we're also on Twitter at LTM Gaming. I know that one. And I think we're at LTMGaming.com. That's true. Okay. There and email all complaints to TJ. <laughs> TJ at LTMGaming.com. Not that I suspect any of you have ever checked your LTMGaming.com email. I have not. Probably no. not. Is there a way to link it to another email? I was going to say if we could forward it, I can forward it right to my other email account. Like everything else that TJ has. Yeah, I don't know. Probably, though. I don't link everything. I, my my Gmail is not at all linked to my normal email. What's your normal uh, email? I'm not saying it on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Yeah. Yeah, we got close on that one. I know. Uh, all of our all of our devoted devoted followers would and listeners would be like, "Oh man, I have I have the inside access to TJ." So many dick pics. <laughs> TJ, no, did you, I don't TJ. I don't send those out that often. TJ, have you heard have you heard that uh, you can win the lottery if the numbers on your credit card just match up with the numbers. <laughs> if you just want to read those now, we can see if you are the winner. I'll, I'll tell I, you I, I heard you it was a social security number. Oh, I, you know, I sometimes... It, it's probably... You know, I was saying, you know what, probably probably just, I gave you both. You just that was probably do both. it. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, Paul, what do you want us to do with this one? Just modern intro? Just delete it. <laughs> <laughs>